Well, we are a family. And, and I just think God wants us to know that he really wants to speak to us corporately but personally. And he really is interested in your life. He's really interested in you. Wherever you're sitting around the building, whatever's happening in your life, he wants you to know that he loves you. You know, he really does. It doesn't matter what's going on. He's there with you, and, and he is just so loves you. But also at the same time, he's just so excited about what's going on through you in, in this church. You know, I, I just, you know, we've had so many prophets come through and just talk about stuff. And David Peters last week, he, he shared that he felt conference was going to be an upper room experience. Now, some of you have been around for church for a while we'll go upper room i know what that's about but i just want us to pause for a moment and look into acts 2 verse 1 so acts 2 verse 1 starts after acts 1 obviously okay that's how it works one then two but in acts 1 we hear that the disciples have been told to wait in jerusalem and they are staying in an upper room and there they're all together and then we pick up acts 2 verse 1 when the day of pentecost so this is at the time of pentecost had fully come they're all in one accord in the upper room, in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven as a sound of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Because that is what, and that is what happened on the day of Pentecost. In the upper room, God turned up. But see, it's not so significant what happened in the upper room. It's what happened because of the upper room. Okay, so let's go down in Acts 2, down to 40, verse 41. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day there were 3,000 souls added to the kingdom in one day. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul and many, many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. Because of the upper room, this is really important. Because of the upper room, 3,000 people were saved in one day, and the early church started because God turned up. Now, for the prophet to come and say, I feel there's going to be an upper room experience. I'm not after an experience. I'm after change. You know, and when God is saying so many things about it, it's time for us to prick up our ears and go, wow, God, what are you going to do? Because the truth is, New Zealand and beyond isn't about an experience. It isn't about a come and bless me. It's about come and bring change. And that's what I'm so excited about. So really, why I'm sharing that is for you to grab hold of, wow, don't miss. Don't miss, an, not, not an experience, but don't miss what God wants to do to bring change, to bring radical change. Because I just know that God's going to do it. So I want to grab a word in that verse, and I've underlined it together. And that's what I want to preach on this morning. So just so we get it in our spirit, I want us to all say together, together. Ready? Together. Like you mean it. Together. Okay, that's, that's not bad. Okay, so we're going to look at what it means together. Now some of you will be thinking, Sam, you've just gone from scriptural to humanistic or a bit new agey. But let me tell you, even though I'm going to use the All Blacks, obviously, because it's in the background there as an example, sports or business didn't come up with the concept of team, didn't come up with the concept of unity, didn't come up with the concept of being together. It's come straight from God. God brought it out in Scripture. It's all His idea, and He has talked about it so clearly. If you look at Psalm 133, verse 1, it says, 
Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell, dwell together in unity. And then it comes on with amazing promises, which we're going to look at. Or you've got 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. It talks about the body. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ, with us. See, the truth is, it's God's idea. Being together, being united, is straight from Scripture. It's God's idea. It's just business world and sports themes. They've stolen it. Unfortunately, they're probably using it more than we are. Now, before we go real deep, let's, let's just pause and have a look what God's been saying over the last while. See, right at the start of the year, you have, um, we've had David, well, no, was it last year? You had David McCracken just really come and talk about how unity is so important. And for us to go to a new level of kingdom conquest, we need to see us all together. The bond between us needs to be strengthened. And, just, and the whole weekend was all about that unity, that getting together. And even mentioned, as an example, the unity of the upper room released the authority of the early church. And I remember an example. We talked about Moses and Aaron and her and how they were up on the mountain. And them being together, holding his arms up, was what brought the victory in the battle, that unity coming together. Then you had his son, Steve. He came later last year. And I'm just, he talked about the fact that it can't be just the staff, just Pastor Tark doing it. For us to see all that's been prophesied, it has to take all of us. Because we are the church. All of us are the church to fulfill what God's been saying. Then over the last few weeks, Pastor Tark has been talking about the importance of being connected, connected to God, but also connected to each other, and talked about how the exceeding great army needs to rise up. And what is an army? It's a unit together. You know, God keeps declaring bigger and scarier things. And let me know you, let me tell you, there's no way that I can do that. There's no way that Pastor Tark can do that. There's no way that the staff can do that. But with God and all of us together, these things are actually possible. And then David Peters even said last week, it's a time of stepping out from being spectators to participators. You know, it's time for all of us to see. We are in a new era. It is different. God is accelerating. He is expanding. But it takes all of us. It takes all of us to move forward. So I want to pause there and tell your story. That's been in the media, but some people have really missed it over it probably the last 18 months. Some of you have heard about this guy named Liam Messam. He's an all-black. Well, he was an all-black, not anymore. See, he got selected to be part of the World Cup winning squad. That's him there holding the World Cup. See, he's wearing a different jersey than Sonny Bill Williams. You know why? Because the whole time through the World Cup, he played just under 10 minutes. Out of all the games, he played 10 minutes. But he was still part of the winning team. But not only now, personally, let's just have a think about it. I'd rather be not playing at all but part of the winning team than not in the team at all. But there's something more than this. See, Liam Messam, he wasn't, he wasn't just a spectator. He wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit injured. I'm not going to get on the field and go and sit in the stands. No, he chose to be the best water boy, the, the greatest water boy. You know, he chose to get out there and be involved. He was on the field. He was there part of the action. 
Now, I don't know how much of a significant part he played, but I know that he played his part to the most of his ability. Just because he wasn't actually on the field playing the game doesn't mean that he wasn't part of the team. You know, and you look in this photo here, you've got him right there. He's right there in the midst, right next to the key players. Why? Because I think he was a key player. He was a key player even though he wasn't playing. See, because it doesn't matter what role we play, we're all part of the team. See, Liam Messam is a powerful example of us seeing the bigger picture. You know, together. It's all of us together. It's about we. Church Unlimited is not the people on the stage. It's not the people in the office. Church Unlimited is every single person. That's all of us together. And there's only one way that we're going to see the things that God's prophesied, declared, come to pass. And that is if all of us, all of us own it. All of us own it. We all have to own it. You know, I'm not just driving down to Rotorua. Well, I am personally, but you guys are coming down there. I'd love you to all join us. But truthfully, you are in heart. And the more in heart and owning Rotorua, the more successful it's going to be. Because the more we're united, God's going to move on it. It's just so exciting just to see what's happening. You know, I had a meeting with somebody just during the week. And we're talking about what's going on. And and she made this statement. She's so excited about what Pastor Tark is doing. And I thought, hold on a minute. What is Pastor Tark doing? He's in Singapore having a holiday. (laughs) Now, I'm joking here, but... Pastor Tark isn't doing it all. Pastor Tark is leading us. He's hearing from God. But we're the ones putting the energy. We're the ones putting the prayer power. We're the ones going. You know, it's all of us together. Now, of course, we couldn't do it without a leader. But we've got to say, it's us. It's team. It's we. It's together. And the more we capture this and see that it's not just us turning up on a Sunday. It's all of us together. The more God is going to move in what he's been saying. Because the prophets have been declaring it's about being together. It's about us coming and getting on the same page. The question is, do you believe it? Because it's the truth. You know, we, no, no, you. Look at the person next to you and just tell them this statement. You have started four campuses in the last 12 months. Go on, like, look at somebody, because t- it's the truth. But see, the more we can grab this, the more we can own this, not only is God going to move inside the church, but he's also going to move in our personal lives and the things that we're involved in. Because what God is pr- declaring and proclaiming over the church corporately, he's also declaring over you over every single one of us. And we have to see, the more we're together, the more God's going to bless us corporately, but also personally. Because that is God's heart. It's just so exciting. God does need all of us. God needs us to come together for West Auckland. God needs you to be part of it for West Auckland. But not just West Auckland. For Rotorua, for Tuvalu, for Kaitaia for everything God's doing, for the conference. It takes all of us together. Now, as a church, we are an hour of truth, so we probably should open the Bible a little bit more, and let's look at this concept of teamwork, of unity from God's point of view. 
So if you've got your Bibles, you've probably heard it before, but Genesis 11 verse 6. Right at the start, Genesis 11, it starts in here. Well, the, the truth is it started in Genesis 1. The whole of creation was united. They were together until sin entered the world. But then Genesis 11 verse 6, God says, Look, he said, the people are united. They're all speaking the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. They weren't doing something God had asked them to do. It's just they were united. They were together. Nothing they set out to do will be impossible. Now, you imagine if God was also speaking to them and telling them to do it and they were united. What was just going to happen? But see, God is speaking to us prophetically, giving us clear direction. And what he... What that verse is saying to us, all of us together, is if we are together with God's prophetic voice, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. No matter how hard it seems, we will be able to do it. See, in sport and business and war, being together on the same page is so important. But it's even more important for kingdom advancement. I mean, we have got the truth. We have found the reason for life, and we need to come together to let everyone else know about it. You know, how much more important is that than winning some silly World Cup? But yet, people invest so much more time and effort into getting united around winning some sports game than about seeing people saved, and about seeing people go to heaven, about seeing people's lives turned around because of the Prince of Peace comes into their lives. See, how important is it to lay everything aside and say, we're going to do this together? In World War II, Winston Churchill made the statement about defending Great Britain from the advancement of the Nazi forces. If we're together, nothing is impossible. If we are divided, all will fail. Straight out of Scripture, folks. It really is. Oh, I don't like you folks. Oh, Honestly, church, it is straight out of the scripture, and yet it's so true. Together, together. It wasn't better plans, it wasn't better planes, it wasn't better guns, it wasn't better soldiers. The key was being together. And we know history tells us that Great Britain stayed together, and they were victorious in the end. In Matthew 12, verse 25, Jesus makes it very clear. He says, Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, a divided kingdom ends in ruin. A city or a home divided against itself itself will not stand. You know, the truth is there's nothing the devil fears more than a united church. There's nothing the devil fears more than all of us together on the same page. Deuteronomy 32 verse 30 says, that one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put ten thousand to flight. You know, the power of being together, it doesn't just double, it just grows massively. This is actually called the law of synergy. The law states when, when joint action of agents come together, they increase their effectiveness. One of the greatest examples of this is in the world is horses, big draft horses. You know, they actually have competitions, you'll see it where they try and pull as much weight as they can. It's crazy that there's a certain breed of horses that can pull up to three ton. The weird thing is if you put two of these horses together, harness them together, 
They can pull between seven and eight ton. That's a lot of weight. But that's just grabbing any old two horses. What if you grab two horses that have been trained together, that have been brought up together? All of a sudden, these horses that individually can pull up to three ton, together, they can pull close between, they say, between 10 and 12 ton. Now, these are massive horses, but that's the power of it, being trained together, that, those horses. Then I started reading what happens when you put four well-trained horses together. You get the picture. That's what God's wanting to say to us this morning. Now, I want to give you another example today. And it's in this building right now. See these wooden beams up here? They're actually made of this. They're made of little bits of wood. By themselves, they're not that strong. But when you put them together and glue them together, they get pretty strong. Now, let me just use an example right now. You grab this piece of wood up here, you'll be able to see it. How much do you think it could take? Individual bit of wood by itself? That's holding the, the whole building up. That's holding the whole building up. Why? Because together, glued together, it can carry tons. Church, we are the hope of the world. We are the hope because that is who God has called us to reach out to the world. Together, we are a strong force. Together, in alignment with God, we can see amazing things happen. You know, we as Christians need to come together. But I just want to pause here for a moment because it's not just about the church. Now, of course, the church needs to come together. As campuses, we need to come together. As the body of Christ, we need to come together. At work and sports clubs, it also works. But let me mention another area that's really important, where there has to be togetherness. You're looking at me going, where is it? It's with your family. It's in your marriage. Because all we've been talking about, it's the same. If you turn to Psalm 133... God makes it very clear. He talks about an abundant blessing. Behold how good and how pleasant it is. Where is it? Let me find it in my Bible. For brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down the beard, running down the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garment, flowing down. It's like the dew of Mount Hermon, descending upon the mountain, mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commands a blessing, life forevermore. Where there is unity, where there is togetherness, God commands a blessing. In every area, not just in the church, in every area. That's the power of unity. You know, it's really interesting to talk about dew. The dew is like a rain that comes in that region. Every night, God makes the ground so fertile. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to make every area. Well, I don't know if he wants to make every area fertile fruitful where there is unity but that's what happens it's a command it's a clear command in scripture so let's practically just for a few moments how do we do this how do we actually do this number one well number one we need to get a revelation that you are needed even up in the balcony in the back row i don't know who's sitting up there i can't quite see it but you're needed 
You know, from the front to the back, the left to the right, every single one of you, you're needed. You're not in the church by chance. We're a family together. And we, we are going to see this happen. It's you. It really is. Number two, you have to start doing something. You can't be a spectator. You have to be a participator. Find a place, some place, anywhere to get involved. Get connected in a small group. Start doing something. Get connected. Get joined together like the horses, like the timber. Join together. And then the power comes. Do you want, it, do you want some examples? There's the ushering. There's the car park team. There's the music team. Children's church. Healing rooms. The cafe. The new Christians department. They would all love you to be part of their team. And the truth is, you are needed. Actually, you are needed. But it's not me that needs you. It's the people who aren't in here that need you. Because the church is designed not for in here, but for getting out there. We are designed to go to Rotorua and to go to Kaitara and to go to Tuvalu and every other campus that comes. You know, the other thing is, go and visit Rotorua. Most of us can't commit to going down for a few weeks in a row, but we can go once. Go and support what God's doing. Even better, let the church know so we know how many people are turning up. But go. Take a step out. Maybe you're already involved in an area. Take a step up and become a leader. Because together we're going to do it. Now the other thing, don't just give your time. so financially into the great cause that is the kingdom of God. We are saved. And that's enough to be eternally grateful. But then God wants to work through all of us. And he chooses to th flow through us through what we do, through what we sow, through what we pray, through every area. It makes a difference when we all come together. Be aware of the importance of being together. So defend unity. When you start having a negative thought, say, get behind me, Satan. You know why? Because Satan will do anything to stop us being together. Proverbs 16 verse 28 says, A perverse... What is it? I've got a different translation up there. It's going to come... It says, A perverse person, I think so, strife, and whispers separate the best of friends. We need to be building unity. Another area is we need to pray together. Not just pray, but come to prayer meetings. Pray in life groups. Pray together as couples. Because there God moves. There God comes together. It's God's heartbeat that we are together. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10. Paul pleads with us. He says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing that there be no division among you, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same purpose. That's Paul pleading with us. The corporate world has used the power of team and armies and sports. They all understand it. They all understand the importance of being together as one. And yet somehow the church seems to forget the importance of it. The power of really being together, of really understanding that we're all needed, we're all important. Whether it be Liam Messam, the horses working together, the picture of the wood glued together, 
or just the illustration that the Bible uses of the human body. Church Unlimited needs you. But we together actually are Church Unlimited. And together we can achieve what seems impossible. God has prophesied some truly impossible things. Yet together, and this is the key, yet together every one of us will see it come to pass. Amen? Can I have the musicians, please?